Welcome to episode 131 of the uh, Canadian Prepper Podcast. We're recording on September the 26th, 2021. My name is Eric, I'm the host of the show, based in Southern Ontario, hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator, and computer geek. Uh, as a first responder, I witnessed an over-reliance on emergency services during major events, and I started a small preparedness company to help people be better prepared for at least 72 hours, if not longer. My name is Alan, I'm a safety trainer, first responder, security expert, and overall safety nerd. I'm Scott, a first responder splitting my time between Southern and Northern Ontario. I like learning things and I don't accept that things will always carry on the way they have just because it would be convenient. I'm Jeff, based in Central Ontario, a target shooter, soon to be ham radio operator and general overall handyman. That's saying that a lot, you soon to be for so long. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the examiner to get back to me with a date and a time. So uh, you've been saying just, that a lot too. Just hold your... <laughs> At least you showed up, unlike Ian. Oh, that is true. Just saying. That's very true. Hi, I'm Brad. I'm from Eastern Ontario. I've been in prepping as best I can since the ice storm in '98, and I think I'm getting better. Hey, if you want to help support the show and keep keep the uh, Canadian Prepper Podcast on the air, you can buy some swag. Uh, we have both the Canadian Prepper Podcast t-shirt and the tactical Velcro patch at prepperpodcast.ca. All proceeds help keep lights on and a backup generator fueled. If you are enjoying the show, please take a few minutes and make fun of Ian on Facebook and submit a review on iTunes. We also want your feedback, good or bad, or even if there's just a topic you want us to cover, you can reach us at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca, unless you're Ian. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be one of those episodes, isn't it? <laughs> uh, we have some free of charge content for you in this episode. Oh, yeah, the dad jokes Wait, continue. Other pe people, people have been paying us for other content? No. Oh. No, they haven't. Okay. Well, I guess the Patreons have. So, oh, yeah. Yes. Sure. Uh, we're going to start off with some preparedness-related news articles. Next, we'll let you know what we've done for our preparedness this week, which should be a little bit of a smaller segment since Ian is not here. Uh, then we'll get into the main topic, zero-cost preps. Look at that. We're two minutes, 23 seconds in, and we've slammed Ian about 17 times. <laughs> Ian does not have carbon dioxide poisoning, yet. just for the record. <laughs> 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 All right, let's move into the news. Uh, a couple of articles here. One from the BBC. Um, we can all stop pretending now that Facebook is... We can all stop pretending now because Facebook is, in fact, tracking everything, including whether or not bad words have made you angry and what the result is. Uh, the article goes into a little bit more detail, but it's revolving around those uh, do you know someone who is being too prepared and other anti-extremist... Uh, language it started in canning groups and it's kind of spread out to the rest of the community but if you have um, if you have a specific algorithm of having been accused of violating facebook rules at some point and you have been subjected to extremist content such as jams jellies and mustards then you may in fact be a hazard to society and the government's coming to get you um, other article I got from the CBC, apparently I'm just using state-sponsored media today. Um, Alberta's former chief medical officer of health is screaming that, if thing, that things will go badly if they don't ship sick people around the country and lock down the province entirely for four weeks. This is the same people that were saying two weeks to flatten the curve just, you know, 78 18 weeks ago. months ago. Yep. Uh, we've got a comment Seven, in the live just, chat from Kyle here, just asking if the next episode can be with a special guest, Ian. 
Isn't that what we they do when they write when they write characters off of a show? Their last episode, their special mm-hmm. guest. We we would invite said special guest, but I have a, a funny feeling he just wouldn't show up. <laughs> so. But I do like that we're calling him special. <laughs> We've always called him special. <laughs> oh, He's been our special friend for a long time. <laughs> I've got a news article here from the Toronto Sun, uh, just in regards to uh, two charged after an unruly anti-vax protest at the Eaton Center. So I threw this in here not to uh, stir up a conversation of vax versus unvaxxed or mask versus no mask or whatever, but just the fact that these protests are starting to pop up and they're getting a little bit more uh, in your face, I guess is the best way to put it. So just you know, keep uh, keep your eyes peeled and be aware of your surroundings because these things pop up quickly and they pop up in uh, popular areas for people to be, and you never know what direction they're going to go. So uh, Take it back to our civil unrest episode when we were talking about... Um, talking about what happens when protests get out of control and I forget what episode that was I probably could have done a little bit more research on that but um, we definitely support your right to peaceful protest oh absolutely we do, we do not support your decision to riot or make other people's lives miserable because you're unhappy yep that's 100% it, it. <laughs> is he in trapped I mean, in his bunker obviously coming from the the mainstream media <laughs> shocking that they're title or way that they portrayed as an anti-vax protest they interviewed a few people and i mean yeah there's there's definitely anti-vax people there but a lot of them were i'm vaccinated but i'm anti uh the uh, the passport i'm anti having to show my uh show my vaccine passport and that, i think that's what's got a lot of people upset and i'm one of them i i'm i made the decision that i'm not going to restaurants or i'm not going somewhere where they're going to force me to uh sh- divulge my health information my personal decision and i'm i'm fine with that you're part of the problem jeff wait wait you need to get on board you need to get on the team jeff's always part of the problem no matter what it is i'm not (laughs) sure either i've always been a problem just ask my mom (laughs) (laughs) so i've got a couple of uh articles in there that kind of relate to the same thing which is uh europe is going through a fuel crisis right now uh, both types of fuel, both gasoline for their cars and also natural gas to um, for heating their houses and doing stuff. Um, basically, they're they're all, they're kind of like Canadians and other people were with the start of the pandemic and the hoarding of toilet paper. There's gas stations are running out of gas. People are going and filling up you know, every jerry can they can find. And they're basically saying we have enough fuel. The issue is we can't get it from the refinery to the gas stations because we don't have enough drivers. So they're looking at, you know, options of, funny enough, bringing in the military to see if they can drive trucks. Or um, one of the other things I found kind of funny, let me see if I can find the exact wording here, but... uh, They want, uh, Boris Johnson says he's allowing his ministers to relax immigration rules and let up to 5,000, what they call lorry, which their their definition of a truck, truck drivers into the UK from overseas uh, for three months until the end of the year. Pick me, pick me. Yeah, so I'm not sure how they think that's really going to work or, you know, I mean, if they're coming in from somewhere, don't they have to quarantine for two weeks and... Anyways, no, I'm, no, that's I'm that's racist to make them quarantine. Um, but then, the, diff- course, the, the difference thing- is, like between them, right? Like 
that's an actual problem. We have a real mm -hmm. issue getting fuel from the refinery to the gas stations. Unlike here in North America, where people were just buying toilet paper because somebody started panic buying everything. Yep. At least that's a real problem to overcome. You know, I, yeah, I give true. them a little bit of give them a little bit of, of respect for that. I mean, a little bit, but give them a little yeah. bit of respect for that. Slightly that's more rational point. than hoarding toilet paper for a respiratory virus. <laughs> You mean that's yeah. not that's not rational? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. And the other the other article just just touches on their natural gas shortage. Funny enough, that they get a lot of their natural gas from Russia. I don't know if that's a uh, conspiracy or not, or just whatever. But uh, apparently, their their prices their their supply is in short, and the prices have skyrocketed about a hundred and thirty percent in the last six to eight weeks. Wow. Just as they're coming up to winter to have to heat their homes and so So in other words, the sky is blue, water is wet, and gas prices go up and when it gets cold. Check. Yep. I know of a potential solution. There's a technology never mind, I'm getting to that later. <laughs> in, in, in other news, sales of wood gasifiers go through the roof in the UK. <laughs> Oh. I didn't Only say it. I'll nine let minutes you guys and thirty say it. seconds. I, I didn't say it. That was all you guys. I I was talking about propane. Why? What are you guys talking? About? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. You just wanted to come back and say wood gasifier again. <laughs> uh, so I threw an article in just talking about the nursing shortage that's been predicted for years and is now turning into a, a big crisis in Ontario. Um, obviously, the healthcare system has uh, been under a whole lot of stress for the last uh, year and a half, and as a result, there uh, there's some huge numbers of vacancies uh, that are impacting the system's ability to uh, provide surgeries and catch up on some of some of the things we're behind on because of all of this. Um, and the reason I put it in is just. That, that whole concept of the crumbles. It's not necessarily a giant cataclysm. It's just everything getting a little worse. And, you know, the, the assumption we've all made that we're going to have easy access to healthcare. Um, well, maybe it's not, you know, it's our, our continuity bias, right? So anyway, that's why I threw that one in there. No, that's a good point. And let's, let's be honest. Let's, let's call a spade a spade. Um, there's, the tons of nurses. There were 100, I believe 176 in Windsor, uh, 130 in Kingston that have been suspended because they either are not vaccinated or they will refuse to divulge their vaccine status. So they basically suspended them for two weeks and said, you can sit at home for two weeks and not get paid and coerce you to get the jab. And if you don't get it, then we're going to fire you. So I don't know where they think the nurses are going to come from. I know in Quebec, they're offering like an $18,000, call it a bribe, call it a signing bonus, whatever, for for nurses to come to Quebec. Yep. Either to come back to work or to start there. It's $18,000, but you'd have to both, you have to have both shots. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it, but it does say come back to work because so... I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't do it for 18,000, but maybe there's some people that would, some nurses that would have been suspended and said, mm, I'm going to, mm -hmm. you're going to fire me, then I'll get the job and I'll come back and you pay me $18,000. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah I mean, then what happens to the ones that have already done it and are working and oh they'll they'll have the option they'll have to be they'll have to exactly that's that's gonna go to court yeah yeah absolutely it is uh, you're being called out in the live chat here, Jeff, just so you know. Uh, Robert wants to know if you've taken your ham test yet. Because we haven't no. poked at you enough. Yeah. yeah, the answer is no, Robert. He is not. <laughs> the answer is no, he's not. The answer is also he is still absent. Do you want, do you want to get kicked off Facebook or not? <laughs> Four weeks in a row. <laughs> uh, well, shall we move in uh, what we've done lately for preps? Well, I got some parts uh, and booked gas fitter for my generator to be on natural gas. I'm excited about that. Uh, I, thought, I, I thought it ran on wood. <laughs> Wait a minute. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Well, this this is the one that I can run to run the welder to build a wood gasifier. So uh, it's, uh, uh, <clears throat> okay. So the, the chicken has to come before they wait. Anyway. anyway. Um, <laughs> so I also learned that diesel uh, can be used in the place of home heating fuel in a, a pinch. Mm -hmm. uh, disclaimer, this isn't my house, uh, but someone asked me. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. I wouldn't, but you can do it. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so you it's kind of nice. I, I know some people who know about this kind of thing. So I, I put uh, put a question out to the group here and uh, got some answers for uh, for the friend who was asking me, and I got to learn some stuff. So that always makes yeah, me my, happy. My, my first house was uh, was heated by oil when we moved in, and uh, we ran out. We were running it dry. We were running the tank dry because we were changing over to natural gas. Uh, unfortunately, we hit a cold snap in February, and we ran out about three weeks earlier than expected. Or, yeah, three weeks earlier than expected. So we, we had to improvise. And uh, um, turns out in the city, there aren't a lot of gas stations that sell diesel. At least there weren't at the time. Oh. Oop. Yeah. So anyway, they're, they're doing the exact same thing, changing it over to nat natural gas, and there's no point in filling, <laughs> filling no. the oil tank in the meantime. So if, uh, if diesel will get them through, perfect. Nice. Yeah. There's some some fuel delivery places won't deliver to you unless you're getting a minimum of 150 yeah. to 200 liters in your tank. Oh, yeah. And most places will not deliver diesel into a furnace fuel tank. Jerry cans it is because, yep. you know, exactly. if, if they put 150 liters in, I'm assuming that means, you know, in a month's time, they're going to have to pay to pump 100, 100 liters out. Something yeah. like that, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so why bother? Like you said, Scott, just get jerry cans. Yep. Three or four jerry cans. You can usually get them for a double jerry can, like two in a pack at Costco for 40 bucks or less. The, the good news is one of my uh, sort of mag friends around here has a bunch of diesel jerry cans, so I've borrowed there them from go. him in the past, and I happily will <laughs> borrow that favor again, and it helps him with gas rotation, so... Mm -hmm. Or fuel rotation. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, I guess that makes it my turn. I was surprised, yep. but well, I guess with Ian not here, things move a little quicker. So, um, <laughs> I picked up a gently used uh, dual fuel gas propane generator. Got it for a what I consider a very good price. So uh, I couldn't I couldn't turn it down. Nothing wrong with having a backup for the backup. And I just did a little bit of uh, food prep. Nice, fantastic. So what uh, what make did you pick up, Jeff? How big? Uh, I picked up the one that everybody else grabbed, the Furman, um, the forty five hundred uh, one that I I put it on the chat there last week. It was on sale at uh, Costco. So mm -hmm. I 
long story short was by the time I was in a position to be able to uh, purchase it, it said it was sold out. And I'll discuss a little bit later on the thing. But Facebook Marketplace, there was a guy, he had one, basically the same price. Um, through our negotiation, I found out that he had misplaced the just the propane line. And I said, well, it's going to cost me some money. So you need to take 50 bucks off the cost of the generator. And he hummed and hawed and said, okay. So I picked nice. it up awesome. for uh, 450 cash. That's an awesome price. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. All right. For uh, myself, yeah. been uh, stuck on the road for work. So that uh, that's always fun, but takes away from my ability to, to really do much else. Uh, I did get a chance uh, yesterday to squeak in a uh, contact via two meters. Um, it was kind of fun though. It was relayed via the International Space Station. So they have a crossband repeater on there. So as it flies overhead, you can actually uh, bounce a signal off it and make contacts with other uh, hams back on the ground. So that was fun. That's pretty and, cool. Yeah, That's incredibly cool. Are we pausing the show when the uh, yeah, so, space yeah, station it, goes? It, it flies back overhead here, I think, in about 10 minutes or so. So we were talking about pausing the show and doing another <laughs> contact or turning into the ham radio podcast for a minute and then flipping back. But we'll just let it fly overhead and do its thing. Uh, yes, I'm sure, I forgot, I'm sure they're listening. I forgot my uh, my pocket protector and my beanie hat for this evening's episode, but um, <laughs> yeah. then, uh, the, you know exactly where they are. <laughs> well, I know where they are. Yeah, I put them back on when I do the the ham radio thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then while uh, while on the road for work, I uh, popped in to have a quick visit with Scott. Oh, it was quite lovely. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna play Ian for the day. I made some CGN deals and I split a bunch of wood and I worked on my well pump. No, I did none of those things. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I did, however, attend some search and rescue training last weekend, which was a ton of fun. Um, use that as an excuse to get all of our various pieces of uh, hiking kit and camping equipment laid out in the living room, organized into groups and categories, identified a few gaps in what we needed and what we wanted, and then put them all back together. Uh, it turns out that get home bags and vehicle emergency kits have a lot in common with search packs and 24 hour bags. So um, got those things taken care of, ordered some stuff because it's fun, <laughs> spent a lot of time studying for my next firefighter certification, which is just a, an absolute ton of math, um, which we all love. Um, we did have some nasty uh, rainstorms come through this week, which is about four, four and a half to five inches of rain in 24 hours. Um, that's a lot of rain, like a lot of rain. And um, had all the things in place, but didn't end up needing to use um use our backup pumps or our backup power but we had it all take all ready to go uh i'm just don't tell my wife i was really looking forward to uh to actually trying get some of this stuff <laughs> and a little bit disappointed when it didn't happen um, and on that on that happy note we uh just about done the the uh the wiring in the garage so i'll have an airtight building later this week and hopefully i'll have uh have permanent power in there fairly soon uh, did some fuel rotation, which seems to be a common theme according to the show notes, and uh, that's that's about my week. That's been it's it's been fair, a fair bit. Very nice. You can be Ian for this week. I'll, <laughs> I'll... <laughs> I'm gonna grow a really nasty goatee and repeat myself. <laughs> oh, he may not ever come back. Oh. <laughs> 
Uh, well, I did some fuel stores. I, I rotated some fuel stores this week, and I took delivery on a quarter of a beef that I ordered. Uh, I went halves with my sister, who's got a, a contact who does beef quite often, like slaughters quite often, and we went half and half on a half a cow, and I got my share. And then I found out today that uh, the farmer had forgotten to put in two good-sized coolers worth of ground beef. So I just added more tonight nice. to my stores and uh, made some shepherd's pie earlier in the week with it, and damn, it's good. There is nothing nice, like good that, beef. Right? like fresh oh. from the farm beef. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying not to go back to buying store-bought beef ever again. I want to get in contact with this farmer through my sister and find out how do I get a constant supply. Well, it it's really, it's, really good. And when you buy it on scale, it's just so much cheaper. Like it's it's completely inarguable. It's it's better quality. It's fresher. It's easier to oh, get. Yeah, there's no generally. there's no loading up the antibiotics and everything else in it and all that crap. Yep. Yeah, oh. it's it's just so, um, it's just so much better in every measurable oh, yeah. way. Oh yeah. Very, very good. Do you want to run with the uh, the wide area mag, Scott? Absolutely. So we all love learning things. Presumably that's why we're here. Uh, there's lots of intelligent people. Uh, I'll let you guys judge who on the panel counts in that company. <laughs> <laughs> but there's lots of smart people out there with skills and Indian. talents. Indian. <laughs> with skills and talents we all want to learn from. Uh, you know, our, our whole concept, the competent man and... Uh, filling out your mag with uh, with smart people. So we want to hear from you guys at Feedback at Prepper Podcast. Um, we always keep talking about fuel storage. So how do you store your fuel? What's your rotation like? What is your actual or goal level? Do you have one tank, one full tank of fuel for every vehicle plus generators, for example? Uh, you know, we've had some people tell us uh, about some of the gas pipeline stuff um from a technical side um so we'd love to hear from you guys about this stuff don't be intimidated you don't have to be a expert to come on the air just tell us about things you know even if it's just off the air give us a great website share what you do these are the things we want to know and uh, considering how often we talk about fuel we figure uh someone out there has to have some good things to contribute so please uh drop us a line feedback prepperpodcast.ca awesome all right, with that, let's move into the main topic, shall we? So we're talking about low-cost, no-cost prepping. We got lots of stuff that we can do that doesn't cost a damn thing. One of the one of the barriers that I've heard from other people when they say, "Oh, I want to be better prepared for whatever," but it's so expensive. Yep, it can be. Right, if you if you want to have every toy out there and you want to be you know one hundred percent prepared for every contingency and have five you know underground bunkers that are in different directions and a helicopter to get you to each one, yes, it can be expensive. Absolutely, but most is most of being prepared is a mindset and a plan. So a lot of things that you can do that don't cost a penny. Step one, you can. Plan different routes home. Most of us drive the same route to and from work every day or the places that we normally go. What happens if the road is closed? Do you know another way to get home without having to rely on your GPS? Um, generally speaking, I would say have at least three if you can. Plan yep. meeting places with your family. If you have to evacuate or you can't get home, 
right? If somebody's home, somebody's at work, you're in different parts of the city, different parts of the province, where are you going to meet? And how are you going to get there? Usually you want to have in multiple directions, you want to have a plan. So whether you're, whether you have to evacuate east, north, south, west, whatever it might be, get a map, get, get yourself a map and figure out how you're going to get to each place and figure out how you're going to communicate so that you know where, so that you know where to meet, which, which meeting place to go to. Have an out of area common contact so that if your, if your cell towers are down, Maybe you can get a message to a, a party that is not affected by whatever emergency you have. You can have, and, and then how are, how are those people going to communicate? Make sure that they know how to communicate with everybody else in, the, in, in your grid, in your network. Have a bug-in playbook. What are you going to do if you, have to stay, if you get stuck at home for two weeks to flatten the curve, four weeks to flatten the curve, 72 hours... <laughs> Because of a because of an emergency, whatever it might be, right? We had um, just at at random earlier this week, all the roads in my municipality were closed for uh, uh, only about twelve hours. But it could have been a whole lot worse if the rain had if the rain had followed the predictions. Maybe you're just gonna be stuck home for twenty four hours. But where we live, we couldn't have gotten to the local grocery store, so we have to we have a plan for that. Have a bug out playbook. What are you gonna do if you have to leave? Whether you have forty eight hours notice, twenty four hours notice, twelve hours one hour or 10 minutes. Uh, we did a whole episode on that with, uh, with Hughes going back a while when uh, he had this great 24-hour plan or this great like two-hour plan, uh, and then he had a wildfire encroaching on his property and they had 10 minutes. So there's lots and lots of options. Um, plan out your, your food and water storage. Even if you don't act on it yet, have a plan. Where do you want to be? Where are you now? Where do you want to be? A good inventory of what you have. A good layout and organization. Maybe we talked about that last episode, two episodes ago, whatever it was. And then what are your gaps? Identify the gaps. That doesn't cost a penny. Go and split firewood. Be like Jeff. It costs nothing but beer and time. Don't be exactly <laughs> like Jeff. I mean, not like exactly like Jeff. Go get yeah. your ham license and then go split a bunch of wood. <laughs> oh, touche. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> and while and while we're talking about firewood, um, take down take down some of your stuff into fire starter materials into the into the kindling and tinder that you need to to, to actually get a fire going. Um, that would uh, that's you know it, it's invaluable. One of the biggest one of the biggest mistakes I make when I'm lighting fires is I try and go from match to logs too quickly, and so having that stuff ready to go i keep it in i keep it in bins in my shed so it's dry it's always off the ground i always have dry kindling and tinder uh and we make fire starters out of uh out of old candles and uh and birch bark and it's yeah, fantastic you're, you're it's a fireman a you only know how to put it out not light it oh um, that's not true at all <laughs> <laughs> that, the exact uh, opposite of that is true firefighter firefighters are the way they are for a reason <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow uh, uh Melted wax, dryer lint, and a little bit of wood shavings and a wick. Yep. In a, in put a it cart, into in a put it into an yep. egg carton, and I've used that, and they burn for a long time. They burn Absolutely. hot. Absolutely, yep. They burn. They burn great. They do a great job. So, just doing that, right? If you've got all the things that you need to do that, um, spend some time doing that. Um, get your start scanning all your important documents and the photos you wouldn't want to leave. If the absolute worst happens, you have a fire in your house. You can't replace you can't replace some of those documents. If they still exist somewhere, they can be reproduced. 
Mm -hmm. You can either do that with computer-based scanner. So if you've got a nice flatbed scanner, it probably does a better job. But even without that, there's a, there are all kinds of free apps out there. I know the, the one that I use is called Genius Scan. Uh, and it will, um, it will allow me to take pictures of my documents, turn them into PDFs, and then I can email them to myself or I can store them, in, uh, um, store them on, my, on my phone or in Google Drive or a couple of other options. Um, so you can do that. You can make sure that you have a backups of everything. Again, that doesn't cost a penny. Um, organizing your files and important documents, again, so you can find what you need when you need it. Organizing your family photos and sentimental items, again, find it when you need it. Um, keep an inventory uh, of preps and all the stuff in your house. An accurate inventory is hugely valuable in the event of an insurance claim. If you can prove that you had it, it's a whole lot easier to replace. Uh, on yes, that uh, on that point, a friend of mine uh, had his truck stolen, and he was asking me as the neighbor across the street if I had any pictures that happened to have his truck in the background for exactly that reason. The insurance company was asking for proof. Yep. Did you actually own this thing? Right? So the more, the more proof you have of that, the better off you are. Yep. Um, you can take a walk around your house and your property and inspect it for damage, potential dangers. So looking for trees or deadfall, um, looking at damaged exteriors like siding, roofing, eaves. You can fix that stuff before it becomes a major problem. Inspect your foundation on the inside for cracks. Check your floor and roof joists if, if they're accessible. Make sure there's no damage to them. Make sure they're not rotting. So there's all kind, there are all kinds of things you can do. That, that list right there would be a month's worth of stuff to do if you happen to be in Alberta and you happen to be completely locked down for four, month, for four weeks. That would be a great <laughs> time. Uh, I love he's got a good point in the chat here. Uh, just to, to catch up on the checking out routes to get home, etc. Yeah. Uh, keep a list of areas to avoid as well. That mm -hmm. way you don't get blocked yeah. in. Great point. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, all all the places, all the places in your um, in your daily area or in your regular areas that you go that you hate because the traffic is terrible. Yep. Plan a route around them. Take a different right. take a take a different route every time. Make sure you know where the landmarks are so that you can find it without having to think about it. And then it looks like Chris in the live chat is looking to take a page out of Jeff's book and just find <laughs> out who around you has a good stash and where they keep it. Eric's place, and I know exactly where it is. <laughs> come, come, take, come and take it, Chris. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> yep, because Pierre does follow up with that. Yeah. Yep. Make sure yep. they, uh, you know. The, the whole defense thing, but at the but at the same time, it does make it does make really good sense to get to know your neighbors, which also yep. doesn't have to cost anything, and no, no. and make sure that everybody's on the same page and everybody has, um, everybody can be of mutual assistance. I think exactly. we maybe talked about that once or twice before, oh. maybe once or twice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Kyle has a question there. Keep it on on a, on a file or keep a paper copy. Um, yes, both. Absolutely. Um, the old, uh, the old um, saying of keeping things in a Ziploc bag in your freezer still applies. Your your, free, your freezer is really well insulated, and in the event of a fire, it is it is unlikely to be the, that the contents will be damaged. Uh, it's also a really good idea to keep it on a um, on a cloud uh, a cloud based um, drive, Google Drive, Dropbox. There are a few others. Um, of course, while implementing the most appropriate encryption level for whatever yes. it is you're listening. Yes, absolutely. The most appropriate. And if you and, and most, I, I don't. I know my uh, my VPN has has um, um, a cloud storage as well that is 
supposed to be more private. Um, so I have an op I have an opportunity there. I can all I've also emailed that list to a third party, so that in the event that all of my things go away and I can't remember my passwords or where I've stored it, I know that I can call somebody else and have access to that. Yep. That's all about your level of uh, comfort as to where your files are going and where they're being stored. Yep. Yeah, we'll password protect them or encrypt them. Yep, 100%. Yep. So there's there's all kinds of options there. And I think we've, we've talked cybersecurity a few times, so that would be a good episode yep. to go back to, which is also at no cost. And um, review that, figure out what the best level of the best, you know, two-factor, 32-bit encryption, random password generator, whatever it might be, um, solution is right for you and where you're going to store that so that it is private to you but accessible when you need it, um, whether it's a safe deposit box at a bank or a, another person's house or bury it in your backyard, whatever it may be. Um, keep it somewhere else and hopefully you never have to you never have to get down to your very last one your here's last got a good copy. point it says order a bunch of usbs and then store them in each bag you have and maybe at a good friend's place in case yep. anything happens just remember where they are so you can update yep. them as you need to and encrypt them too don't assume your friend's not going to look at them yep yeah or, or i'll take the, I'll better, take the you, propeller hat off now even better even better, <laughs> even better if your friend doesn't know it's there and they can't look for it this is true <laughs> Um, I love knowledge. I think knowledge doesn't have to be expensive. A library, a library card can teach you every bit as much as a university degree. Speaking of which, library cards are free. Uh, they give you access to all kinds of great resources, physical or online. Uh, a lot of libraries have shifted from just book repositories. Nothing wrong with a good old paper book. Batteries never run out. Uh, they've shifted to knowledge. <laughs> or <fun. laughs> I'll, I'll touch on that in my next point. Um, <laughs> Uh, but they've turned into these knowledge centers with access to books, but also online resources that they pay the subscription fees for, for you to have access. You know, think of Medline for medical journals, that kind of thing. They have tool lending, they have maker spaces. I think I talked about that in our 3D printing episode. Um, and they have all kinds of just fantastic resources that are just there for you to ask. Uh, phone books. I know it sounds ridiculous. My wife was really mad when one showed up at our house, but I think they're great. <laughs> If you, lose, if you lose internet access and or phone access, you still will be able to know where to go to find whatever business it is. And if they're struggling to make sales, get parts out the door, whatever, you know, that's super handy. Failing that, yes, you can use Pages as Firestarter. Yeah. Um, read your manuals. Know your equipment, how it works, and how to keep it working. Right. Wait a minute. I don't think we've ever said that on this podcast before. It's kind of crazy, yes, I know. Yeah. Are, you, are, you sure, are you sure about that? Come on. Yeah. New, new territory here, I recognize. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's strange. Yeah, so take the time to watch a YouTube video for how to change the spark plugs in your generator or fix simple things in your car. Doesn't doesn't cost you anything. Uh, it occurred to me that podcasts are actually a great place to learn stuff. <laughs> I don't, Especially about wood gasifiers. Exactly. <laughs> um something that i think is great is international knowledge you know in europe uh they call it a lift but here we call it an elevator i guess we were just raised differently you warned me that that was coming somewhere <laughs> i did and it happened 
Uh, I managed to get it in anyway. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But in all honesty, knowing the simple differences in terminology, Jeff, you, you referred to you know trucks and lorries, right? If uh, if you're working from the only resource you can have in, in a resource limited situation, and it's a European book, and it talks about paraffin. Uh, around here, we say paraffin, I'm thinking candle wax or old school canning technique. Uh, they're talking in other parts of the world, you know, it's kerosene. I'm pretty sure my chainsaw is going to behave differently if I put wax in it versus putting fuel in it. <laughs> so having that, just the, those little bits of knowledge so that, you know, if something happens and all our news reports are coming from uh, overseas and knowing that you know, trucks and lorries are uh, sort of interchangeable terms that that can be handy. Um, I also touched on route planning. Um, I know you mentioned it, Alan, but knowing what's between you and where you might need to get or get home from. Um, I don't, uh, don't condone trespassing on rail lines, but if it's a situation where the trail, the trains aren't or can't run, there's some long flat or very low gradient private corridors for travel, right? That might be a, a good op option in certain they're, situations. They're generally straight lines and fairly well un unobstructed. So. Yeah, and yeah. they're not more than, what, a 4% grade? So, uh, I think so. Um, so, you know, having those alternate routes, planning routes off the main roads ahead of time just makes sense to me. Uh, having some partway waypoints where you can make a safe stop en route to where you're actually trying to get to. Um, you know, it talks to so much of the stuff we've talked about, building communities. If I have to travel and my route is going to take me past some of you guys, I'm hoping to find a welcome smile and a place where I can carry on, and you know, I'll extend the same invitation to you guys. Um, there's a great quote in the, the offline chat that, you know, prepping isn't about building bunkers and collecting guns. It's about planting gardens and knowing your neighbors and coworkers, um, sort of having those, those resources and that, that mag. But it's uh, also not, not about bunkers and guns, right? Oh, I would, I would love a 10,000 square foot bunker. Don't get me wrong. But if, if it's not about that, boy, have I made some poor decisions in my life? <laughs> yes. The, the potato garden on top is just to hide the bunker. Um, but in terms of building those, those communities and that, you know, that having your, your local, uh, your local mutual assistance group, knowing the guy three doors down fixes small engines or the woman just up there is a nurse, you know, it helps fill your mag with those competent people. Um, yeah, as uh, again, echoing, echoing you, Alan, organization doesn't cost, doesn't cost a thing, right? Uh, I know my, <laughs> my garage is a bit of a mess right now. I promise I'll work on that. <laughs> um, so much of it is just, good habits though you know you keep your cell phone charged it's our modern swiss army knife you, you fill your car with gas when it gets to the half tank rather than when the light comes on doesn't mean you're using more gas it just mean you know it's just ensuring you're gonna always have at least a half a tank some of those simple little habits that just turn things into automatic in, in times of stress so you don't get caught off balance if something does come out of the blue um, the whole mindset of you might be responsible to look after you and your family if something happens, right? It doesn't cost anything to change your mindset. You know, shaking off that continuity bias is just reframing how you look at the world, 
you know, what assumptions you've made that you didn't even realize you were making, right? We all assume that there's always going to be power from the wall, that there's always going to be gas at the gas station. I think we have enough examples in the news segments to say that's not always the case. So um, hopefully none of that costs anything, and I didn't even mention my favorite. So. <laughs> that's impressive. <laughs> so uh, Ian did put a couple of points in the... Uh, the notes here this evening, Ooh. even though he decided to not show up, I guess we'll throw his points in. Uh, so he's got a, a point about building community, which we've all touched on and we've done multiple episodes on, on mags and getting things started there. Um, just makes sense. It doesn't cost you anything to go and like we've said, chat with your neighbor, get to know them. Um, free swag at sportsman shows. Great point. Uh, you know, you can pick up whistles, first aid kits, uh, maps, coupons, informative books, uh, little floating keychains, contacts, Right, you name it. Uh, Addresses build, of places that yeah. would be well supplied in the event of a really desperate emergency. Yeah, in Not which you can visit and, things, but, uh, in which you yeah. could visit and buy things. Yeah, or you know, buy things. Let your imagination go whatever way you want to go with that one. Uh, building fire breaks. Great point. Uh, hiking and getting in the shape again. You can do that without spending any money at all. Um, maybe prefer that Ian would spend money on some shorts and a t-shirt and not go in the nude because that would not be good. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome for that image, everybody. Um, reselling and repairing free damaged stuff on Craigslist. I know he's had some luck with doing that. So good point. Uh, cleaning out underbrush, throwing out trash. Yeah. So it gets back to organization. Um, finding free PD, uh, PDFs online. Yeah. And it uh, costs nothing to put uh, spare clothing, blankets, and snacks in your car. We have a link for a thing in the show notes. It's a place where there's all kinds of PDFs. It's and true. I, I can't find it all of a sudden because I'm scrolling too quickly, but uh, it's in there. Survival PDF collection. Go check out the show notes. Got it. And I'm putting it in the live chat now. Perfect. Phone book. What the hell, Scott? Phone books. Those are a thing. <laughs> I've never had a phone book in like five years. <laughs> I, I'm in my 90s. What do you expect? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Forgot about that. Makes sense then. Uh, Got a rotary dial phone there? too. Yeah. What? <laughs> Did you have anything to throw in, Jeff? Yeah. Uh, just a couple of things. I routinely scan uh, Kijiji and Facebook Marketplace for free or cheap stuff. Uh, no, Pierre, I don't steal everything. Just <laughs> on that. Um, I basically got all of my firewood this year for free. All I had to do was cut it and split it myself. Go on there. There's somebody in the next town over. He's just had a tree come down. They're like, I need somebody to get rid of it. Hey, if it's free, I'll take it. Yep, come get it. So, you know, I figure that uh, I got about five to six bush cord of wood and then grand total of fuel for my vehicle, fuel for my chainsaw, fuel for my splitter, whatever. I maybe spent 250 or 300 bucks. So... Nice, um, not bad at all. Yeah, nothing wrong. Uh, I think it got brought up, but barter, barter system with your neighbors or somebody. Trade your ability to fix something in exchange for something you need. Food, yeah. tools, something. Um, I don't know if really anybody touched on this, but um, have a garden, indoor or outdoor. Gardens don't cost anything. Maybe a little bit of money to buy some seeds. But um, outside of that, they're they're free. Um, okay. And uh, I like to have a book. Uh, I've got one. I got to find it. But a book or a way of knowing 
Um, if push comes to shove, what kind of outdoor plants are safe to consume? Yep. So mushrooms or other other types of, of plants that if you need to go foraging, you uh, you know what's not going to kill you. Freya's got a good point in the live chat here. Seed swaps. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, and just for anybody in the book of faces that's watching, it won't let me share the link for the uh, the books, unfortunately. So check the pot, or check the show notes for it. Keeps telling me there's an error that occurred. Wait a moment. Try again. I've tried multiple times. Same thing. Facebook jail. Here I come. I think. We said we said extremists too many times. We did. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, but you know, I'll say it because I'm polite. Fair enough. Yeah, and just just my following up on my comment for like scanning a GG marketplace, you would be surprised what what things people just say. Here it is, come and get it. Yep. You'd be amazed what you can find on there. It's not just junk. I mean, people are getting rid of, you know. Shelving units I, and and I all generally kinds of other can't stuff. give away a full wood stove. Works perfectly. A little rusty on the outside, but um, has a has a Warnock Hershey label on it. It's it's fine. It just needs to be wet tested, connected to a new chimney. Um, I literally can't give it away. I'll I, take I, it. I've tried. Come and get it. it. <laughs> oh, there you go. Come and get it. I don't want it in my backyard anymore. All right, I'm going to sign off. Have a good night, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there we go. So, uh, Brad has disappeared on us, but uh, he did have a couple of points in the notes here about uh, collecting uh, pallet wood. Makes sense. Lots of businesses around here, at least. I'm sure everywhere else as well are always looking to get rid of some pallets. Oh yeah. So, uh, drive around any industrial area, you'll see. You'll generally see a, a stack at the road that says "free." Yep. Please take it. Don't hurt yourself. Yep. Pretty much. So yeah, that's uh, yeah. Doesn't cost you anything but the gas to uh, drive the vehicle to go grab it. Um, knowledge on repairing, building anything for barter, which we've touched on already, but uh, seems to be a pretty popular point. Uh, yeah, knowledge is uh, is an important thing to have. Absolutely. Uh, he says you can offer your labor to someone to. else. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Maybe not in labor, but you know, yeah, labor no. in general. But yeah, just help people out, and then uh, hopefully you can use that as a bartering thing to uh, obtain something that you need as well. Um, and picking up from the road, uh, the roadside uh, trash for some usables. So, you know, on big garbage pickup day or, or anything like that, where people are putting stuff out that they don't want, maybe there's something there that you could repurpose, or maybe people just don't realize the value and what they've put on the curb, and you do. Take advantage also, of it. Also, if you're doing that, especially if you live in the country, uh, go check the ditches, pick up all the uh, returnable um, alcohol beverages that you can, or mm -hmm. alcohol containers that you can, uh, you can actually make money doing that and use that for whatever you like. And it's exercise too. That too. Perfect. I think that brings us to the podcast challenge. Pick one, two, ten, a hundred things that you can do that don't cost anything or cost very little. Put them into place or put them into action. Let us know what you did by emailing us at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. We'd love to hear about it. We had lots of lots of other ideas in the uh, in the live chat. If there's anything else we missed, let us know. We'd love to talk about it in an upcoming episode. Absolutely. I, I feel like we're going to need to do an entire follow up episode because there are going to be so many good ideas. I would that love that. We just didn't touch. Oh on. yeah, absolutely That'd be fantastic. I, I would love to do a follow up episode on this and find out what everybody else has done. You don't have to be specific. 
right? We don't want to, we don't, if you want to come on the air and talk about it, that's great. Let us know. We'd love to have you here. Um, Scott was a listener that I was a listener that came on and Scott's a listener that came on and Jeff's a listener that came on ish yep. and Brad and, and we love having, having you on the show. If you want to come on, let's talk about it. If not, just let us know what you did, even on a very high level and yep. give other people ideas. We'd love that too. And you don't have to sign your name to it either. Lots of people send things in and, and either, you know, let us know what their name is and, and just ask to stay anonymous or they just simply send it anonymously and we never know who they are, but at least it's good information that we can get out to everybody else. And uh, we love alliterative names. If you if you feel so inclined and you're feeling a little creative, um, make a uh, make a make a, a an alliterative sign off, and that will uh, that will lend to the puns in the in the show. Absolutely. Well, I will happily read out whatever name you want to send my way within reason. <laughs> within reason. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> well, with that, shall we move into upcoming events? Nothing. Oh, the whole world is shutting back down again. Yeah. Mapleseedrifleman.com slash events. If there's something in there, we don't if know. If there's something there. Yeah, we yeah. don't know. I think, I I think they're winding on, down now too. I wouldn't count on much of anything yeah. until spring again. Yeah. A deal of the week as Scott types furiously away. So uh, Canadian been... Tire. Just buy things that are on sale. Don't no, don't ever pay full price for things at Canadian Tire. Well, yeah. you know, when I'm I'm looking at the flyer, I'm like, oh wow, you know, a screwdriver set that's normally $130 is on sale for $25. That's a really good price. Yeah. That's that's because a hundred people that they suckered in the buying it at full price have finally bought it, so now they're putting it on sale. Well, yep. that's very thoughtful of them. And if our mm-hmm. listeners want to go out and get a nice big set of screwdrivers at eighty percent off, I, I, I I'm of the opinion you can you can never have too many screwdrivers, but yeah, I, I end up buying one of those sets about every year and I give them away to people to, you know, my, my kids. I'm, I'm building toolboxes for them so that when they move out on their own, they won't be completely helpless. And um, One of the great things about MasterCraft, right, is even if you break something, just go back and get another one. I guess yeah. it's all got a lifetime warranty on it. Like yep. I've got, I had, I have screwdrivers in my kit that I used professionally for 10 years and the handles all got chewed up and got really nasty. I took them back. I literally walked into a Canadian tire. They said, yeah, that kind of looks like one we used to sell. Sure. Go pick out, go pick out another one. And I walked and I walked right out with it. There's, it's really easy to get, uh, to get down on Canadian tire for their, um, low cost goods for their, um, out of country manufacturing for whatever it is, but they, uh, they take really, really good care of their, uh, uh, of their customers. So, so episode one thirty one is brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move out into shoutouts. And Alan, if you say Canadian Tire, you're punted. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll try. I'll try this time. A um, couple of weeks ago, I was trying to shout out my uh, my our, our, our good friend Ethan. Um, he and his uh, his better half are. Uh, they're, they've been listening to our shows while they're they're off grid and driving around the country. They're up in the uh, in the northern territories right now, and um, wish I could be out there. The the, uh, uh, the pictures and stuff that he's that he's sending out are just absolutely phenomenal. Um, the wildlife, the the scene, the scenery, the uh, the adventures they're having are fantastic. Um, he was actually able to tune into an episode a few weeks back. Not sure if he's going to hear this now or in a couple of months, but he's downloaded all of our shows and he's listening to them as they drive around. So, nice. um, Ethan Kaylee, hi. Hope can't wait to see you back. And uh, that's that's who I've got. Also, nice. Canadian Tire. 
<laughs> Shout out to Canadian Tire. <laughs> keep, 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 keep your preppers happy. Oh, boy. Fine, uh, I'm not going to punch you, but I'm going to shake my head in shame. Shout out to Ian, who isn't here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, uh, he decided to not show up this evening or multiple evenings for whatever reason. <laughs> it's because we'll we leave that up. Fun of them. <laughs> we'll leave that up to the listener's imagination as to why he's not here. There's some excellent, excellent suggestions. There was there the was chat. some there were some guesses up there with like CSIS and CIA. And, yes. Um, I mean, nobody yet has guessed that e- that that Ian and I are actually the same person, and <laughs> <laughs> just had multiple feeds on. Could be. Could be. Interesting. Uh, Kyle wants to. Kyle in the live chat wants to throw out a, a shout out to part time contributor Ian. <laughs> well done, Kyle. Well done, Kyle. If you email me, Alan at, at prepperpodcast.ca, I will send you a patch. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> well, before this gets completely out of control, um, I'll bring episode number one hundred and thirty-one of the Canadian Prepper Podcast to an end. Uh, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, of course, your favorite podcast app. Uh, please help us out, submit a review, maybe take a rip at Ian if you want as well. Uh, it helps other people find us. We do record these shows live on Facebook and YouTube, although Facebook, we keep getting closer and closer to bands, so who knows. If you do want an early peek at the show, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast, and click the notifications tab. That will give you an alert when, you're go- when we are going live. I assume the same thing happens on Facebook, and... Hopefully that will still happen. We'll see what we'll see how it goes next week. Uh, to reach me directly, it's Alan. That's with one L at prepperpodcast.ca. Where can everybody find you, Jeff? Uh, just uh, feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Also, that one also works for me. Feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. In case you want to talk about, you know, like big metal things that uh, you know make useful things. You can oh, you can boy. reach Scott at gasifiers at prepperpodcast.ca. <laughs> do, do we have that set up yet? I've been waiting for that. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Uh, so Ian's got a bunch of stuff in here in regards to how you can reach him if he ever decides to come back. You can email him at uh, gallonretreat at gmail.com. Give him a rough time about not showing up. That'd be great. Uh, for myself, check out Rapid Survival at rapidsurvival.com. You can get me there in the live chat. Uh, you can also email me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Uh, thanks for joining us this evening. Till next time, be prepared, stay safe, and keep learning.